topic, the eviction moratorium has ended. As of August 1st, the rent will, will become due for millions of Americans facing eviction due to the moratorium that was set place due to the pandemic being covered. Congress being over. Congress was supposed to make a decision as to whether they're going to extend the moratorium or not. Instead, they went on vacation. Joe Biden said he was hoping that Congress would solve the issue, but Congress said the president should make an executive order on the issue of extending the moratorium. Instead, the Supreme Court had extended the moratorium up until the 31st of August. Again, millions of Americans are facing eviction, but specifically black Americans Americans who are going to be disproportionately affected. Keep in mind, a majority of black voters voted for the Democrats. They control the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Joe Biden said during the 2020 political campaign that he was going to stand by black people because they stood by him. So far, he has done nothing. In the last few weeks, people are starting to realize all of the promises that were made during the elections aren't going to happen. According to the article from Salon, Biden assures rich donors, quote, no one standard of living will change if he's elected, unquote. According to the Mooney data, there are six, still six, over six million renters behind on their payments. No filibuster reform, no court expansion, and no Medicare for all. Another article from the Washington Post by Rachel Siegel, she said the the, the federal ban on eviction expires Saturday in the race to keep people in their homes. The, the moratorium puts in place almost 11 months ago by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has pitting landlords against tenants and judges against judges versus housing advocates. Many renters still have not caught up on their bills or receive access to federal aid. The only way you can keep the fiction moratorium in place is if the U.S. government passed a law that allows it. As your public resource, I have made it, it my objective to make sure that my listeners are well informed about what's going on in black America. I warned black America in my revised book that the financial elites allow black areas to become crime written for the purpose of getting a base value before they start building up the the neighborhood. We're seeing lots of property crimes, which is a class A felony. If you thought that the financial elites are going to build a multi-billion dollar project like the um, Will 
the Wilshire, the Wilshire Grand Center, while allowing homeless people to bring bumminess within the area, then you are sadly mistaken. This country will move into the area of complete gentrification, gentrified states from California, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, and New York. Public housing budgets is dwindling, government jobs are downsizing, and the machine is starting to set in place. When I did my street ministry, I remember lots of people mocked me and called me the ghetto prophet. Now we have entered the end of warning. We are now living in the area, the era of consequences. The city council voted on a city ordinance, 41 to 18. What, what that refers to is where homeless people can sit, lay, sleep, or maintain property. In other words, homeless individuals can no longer obstruct sidewalks, preventing pedestrians from passing. Homeless individuals cannot block a driveway, a loading dock, or a fire hydrant. Homeless individuals cannot set up within five feet of a entrance or exit of a building. Homeless individuals can, cannot be within five, 500 feet of a daycare center or public park. Homeless individuals cannot be within 500 feet of an overlaps, um, overlaps, underlaps, or under a bridge. The ordin ordinance passed 13 to 2. America has more compassion for animals than human beings that are homeless. How is it comp compassion to allow someone to live in an environment without running water or without toilets? The city council said they, that they can do this within 30 days. See how quickly government can push laws through when they want to. This practice of squatting, squattering in cities, not trying to practice group economics, nor building and owning something that, then this is the result of being off cold. The financial elites are creating anti-lootering laws and vacancy laws. The financial elites don't care about what you are doing just as long as you're not fighting white supremacy. We as black people are not thinking about ownership, but America is a cor corporation. The haves are annihilating the have-nots. In contrast, the Latino community has done a good job by building businesses and buying real estate in order to make sure their community will not be gentrified. If we could get at least 50% of our people on, on that level, then we will not experience being gentrified out of our community. Our second topic, unwanted workers in America. We will discuss why there's no pathway to stability working for American corporations. I created this podcast as a 
repository to teach black people, African people, and others about the importance of financial literacy. And I explain about all of the economic mistakes black people are making in order for us to correct the wrongs of the past so that we can move forward together. If you are an entry-level worker or if you believe that you can live as an entry-level employee and that will compensate for your lack of productivity, your lack of ambition, then you will remain financially trapped. This message is for black millennials or Generation Y and Generation Z. Our leaders have failed us. We have no financial assets to build from. You're going into the world at at a disadvantage because you're, you're, you're competing against non-black youths who have access to financial resources. I watched a video from a YouTube channel called Code Fusion. The title of the video is called How um, Jeff Mazel became public enemy number one. He is the creator of Amazon. Amazon began as an online bookstore, now has now transformed into a mega corporation. This video discusses his fulfillment centers. According to the video, about 40% of the workers related injury at Amazon are muscular, muscular skeletal disorders caused by repetitive motions. The wages are less than 40000 a year. According to the video, Amazon doesn't see its workers working in those warehouses long term. They claim employees who stay longer will, will become less effective while demanding more pay, which will hurt the business. Having a Population of entry-level employees who never upgrade their skill set becomes vulnerable. It's not built for the worker. It's built for profitability at the expense of the workers. Walmart pioneered the practice of engineering a strict control environment, which punished employees for not meeting certain metrics. You get you can get fired at Walmart for racking up overtime. According to Fox Business, Walmart invests investing nearly one billion to cover tuition, book costs for US employees. Walmart is the largest US private employer said it would invest a billion dollars over the next five years to cover the cost of college tuition and books for its U.S. employees. Previously, the, the educational programs required associates to pay the daily fee, but due to the changing economy and job market, the company need another way to encourage more associates to pursue further education, according to Walmart. Sounds like they are encouraging them to seek other avenues of employment. 
Amazon want us to want to have stores that don't have people. They prefer fully automated stores. Walmart is utilizing the pandemic as their excuse to use the self checkout lanes into overdrive. As the technology has improved, the self checkout lanes have been reduced to self checkout kiosks. These machines cost between $25,000 to $30,000. It, it costs less to buy a kiosk machine than for them to hire a person. 90% of the cashiers at the entry level are black women. When you look at middle management, Latinos help their group move up from entry level to management. And that's what black people need to do. But, you know, again, this Willie Lynch is just really a big hindrance uh, in our racial group. And, you know, that's why this film is needed. So that way we can, people can understand where I've, what I've been talking about for the longest. And for us to just um, come out of this Willie Lynch. We are, we are dealing with the unfinished business of slavery. The financial elites in end game is as it pertains to black people is to neutralize an obsolete workforce. According to white supremacists, black people in America is supposed to be regulated to an obsolete workforce. We are under attack on three different angles. First, we're being hit by illegal immigrants to replace slave labor labor force. Second, secondly, we're being hit by skilled laborers with an organized union. It is a privileged um, control system which gives um, preferential treatment to white people. Finally, in the in, finally industrialization. Now we have machines in the mix. All of this for the purpose of targeting black people in America. Our third topic, a call for black unity to confront global white supremacy. We are dealing with a global system of white supremacy. The Anglo-American empire has expanded in countries that were once colonized. We still see anti-black racism in many of them. For example, people in Brazil do not identify themselves as black. White supremacy is extremely unified. For example, you have grassroots white supremacists like the, the Proud Boys. You have white supremacists in the criminal justice system, the healthcare system, politi the political system, and in the educational system. So serious are, are these um, ramifications of institutionalized racism that you now have the United Nations pushing reparation for black people for, from these wealthy European countries. Everybody understand the situation that we're facing. It is long overdue that we separate from those who are comfortable living as squatters, comfortable 
being oppressed and comfortable being dominated. The problem we have had as black people is that every other group of people who came here had an agenda. We were the only group of people who were forced here against our will. Let's have this conversation in the comment section and on, also on my Facebook page. We need all of the allies we can get. There's no time for us to be dividing ourselves. This is the time for unity and holding people accountable for their words and, and their actions. My political activism is an open book. You can see what I've been doing through Gracam. I have been forging links with other like-minded black people and African people in order for us to build a network to unify at the local level, the national level, and the international level. Um, well, um, for my listeners, again, that's out there, I really would appreciate the fact that um, you would, if you, if you don't read my story, then um, I would suggest that you would um, just share my information to other um, like-minded black people that you know that's in your inner circle. Because, um, you know, this, this organization is for our children and, you know, society, American society don't care about what's going on with them. Again, they care more about animals. So um, this is a rough uh, situation to be in. Um, somebody has to do it. I just wish that um, I was able to c connect with more people like Sister Renee, even though she prefers to be behind the scenes. So that's how come she's not on here as often like, you know, as often as uh, I would like for her to be, but, you know, I respect her wishes. But um, I just want us to first uh, do this film so um, I can move from behind this computer. Because um, this organization is badly needed. And um, like I uh, mentioned earlier, you know, um, with this um, latest podcast, a lot of um, uh, states and cities are being gentrified, and that's how the financial elites are, you know, targeting our pe black people and things like that. And um, this is also going to happen in Africa, too, you know, so y'all better, you know, try to learn to work together. Um, again, before I can come to Africa, I got to... Uh, Get this business popping here in America. I don't want to come to Africa empty-handed. I want to make sure that I'm in a better position financially where I can hire people, qualified people that's going to help run this business. Um, when I um, Before I leave the United States and come to Africa. But we also want to use our um, this Christian business, Kyle Chicago, as a launching pad to do uh, African tours once we get it um, started here in Chicago. Only thing, like I say, uh, I don't have that physical building because I just don't have the support that um, you know I need. So that's how come I have to do this uh, film. Um, 
this is spiritual warfare at its best. But nevertheless, um, I believe uh, in our um, in our people, and also uh, I believe in um, our our children. Because after all, this is for them. This is something that they can be proud of because they're going to be um, um, being in our um, films, in our stage plays. We want to give them an opportunity to shine and um, try to um, promote positive things in the community and all those things like that instead of all this bad negative news that's always coming out. Um we just want to um, bring light to darkness. Light up the darkness. That's what we want to do. With that being said, that's going to conclude our show for this evening.